Welcome back to Star Sports Betting People. Today I'm joined by Josephine Gordon. Josephine, thank you so much for joining me. So in part one, I just want to talk about how you got into racing. I got into racing. Basically, my mum has a livery yard um, back in Devon. Um, so I've always ridden ponies and horses from a young age and we had a pony that was very fast and we didn't really know what to do with her so I kind of we were like right we'll try and pony race her and I got the bug from that really I was like I'm gonna be a jockey um I done the nine-week course in Newmarket at the British Racing School um which was very educational and then they put you in a, a job um I went to Annabelle Murphy for two years and it's kind of escalated from there really so did you ever have a backup plan at all or was racing the main goal? No. I knew like I knew when I from a young age I was gonna work with horses. Um but I think probably about at 13, 14, I that was the aim was to be a jockey. So aside from horses, did you have any other hobbies growing up or was it just mainly horses? Um <laughs> Everybody asks me that now. They're like, oh, do you have any hobbies? It's no, <laughs> not at all. Horses just takes up my whole life. <laughs> do you remember your first ride? And if so, can you tell us a bit more about it? I do. Um, I was an amateur. And, oh, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, Billy called Astoralis, she was called. Um, and it was with Joe Hughes um, around Lingfield on the Oweba. I think I must have finished about six. I was about five wide getting the whole way around. I just probably wouldn't have given me a ride again. But it was a good experience and um, it was one of the best feelings. You know, it was, it was good fun. Going into racing, was it what you, you'd expected it to be like or were there a lot of surprises along the way? Um, I thought it would be a lot easier, actually. Um, I thought, because obviously I knew how to ride at such a young age, I thought, oh, this would be easy, um, but that's not the case. I think um, it's not all about the riding, obviously, um, you've got to be fit, you've got to, it's a complete different type of riding, um, race riding. And also, I think you've got to prove yourself as well and work really hard and be dedicated. And then also on top of it, luckily enough for me, I don't have to worry about my weight. Um, whereas, you know, some jockeys are a lot taller, they would have to watch what they eat. Um, so yeah, there's been a lot of surprises. It's not what I thought from the outside. I thought jockeys just turn up and ride their horse and it's easy and go home. Yeah, there's a lot to it. Just, I want to talk a bit more about, you know, how you prepare for racing, but just before we go into that, do you remember your first winner and tell us about it? My first winner was on a filly called Chester little gem uh for joe hughes actually and i'd ridden her i'd i used to ride her out every day actually at home so i knew her inside out she was a quirky filly um she used to have to go out on her own um to be honest i didn't really have a clue what i was doing <laughs> i think it was like my ninth ride and um i think it was just a case of point and hold on and hope for the best and she just she just got up what was the feeling like then when you won? Had you realised that you won or was it a bit much to take on for the first time? Um, I knew I knew that I'd finished in front. Um, I knew that I'd won, but I, um, by accident, I'd hit one of the other jockeys with my whip. <laughs> and he'd finished second to me. And obviously I'd only just started out. So when I came in, I was like, 
oh, they're going to take the race off me. I've hit one of the jockeys by accident. So that's what I was worried about. And obviously everyone was laughing at me and they were like, no, that happens like all the time. Don't worry about it. So I was like, oh, okay. So, um, but yeah, it's, I think um, having my first ride was probably a very, very good feeling, but having my winner, I think if you ask any jockey, they won't forget that day. It's probably one of the best days of their lives up there. Definitely. I suppose it's like that thing you get the bug and then you want to keep on going and going and getting in those wins. Yeah. Moving on to now what it's like sort of being a jockey. Can you tell us, let's go pre-COVID. Can you tell us a bit about what your schedule would be like day to day? Um, to be honest, we've been quite lucky. Obviously, we have to take precautions at the moment with COVID, but not too much has changed in that respect. Um Obviously, I'd ride out in the mornings. Um, I'm freelance jockey, so I would go uh, kind of different places every day. I'm not, um, I don't go the same place every day. Um, so one day it could be in Lambourne, um, the next day it could be in Newmarket. It just depends um, who you're going to be galloping for. So a normal day um, could start between kind of four o'clock or seven o'clock. Um, ride out a few lots. And then either if you're evening racing, you can then go home in the afternoon and have a little kit and go off racing. Or if you're day racing, you just kick on straight away, go racing. And um, yeah, more or less, you kind of start in the start in the dark and finish in the dark. Wow. Well, is that most most days then? Would you say it's a very, very long day? Yeah, yeah, definitely it is. Um, and especially with the driving, because I mean, you're driving probably over three hours a day easily easily um you know three hours a day is a good day um but yeah I mean it's it's a long day but the thing is I think when you do get a spare hour or two hours then most of us would sit down and like have a little afternoon nap <laughs> that's a good idea do you like the aspect of going to different places all the time I do yeah it's um yards it's um, it's interesting to see how the yards do things differently, differently and see all the different gallops. Obviously, Newmarket and Lambourne, um, the trainers are all using the same gallops. Um, but yeah, no, it is different um, and different methods. If you're riding out of somewhere new, are you sort of expected to know the procedure? Are trainers quite good with explaining how maybe their schedule runs compared to other places? Yeah, no, they, they'd be good like that. They'd look after you and obviously they've got their head lads or head lasses and um, the people in the yard, they'd normally look after you and tell you what you're doing and how far the gallop is. And, um, you know, trainers do like their horses gallop differently. You know, some would be a lot tougher on their horses, whereas others would be a lot easier on their horses. But um, I think, you know, once you've been in there a few times, you get into the routine of it. Can you say where your favourite place is to ride out? I can't, <laughs> I can't say that, I can't say that in case anybody's watching. <laughs> okay, uh, well, I love them all, I love riding out everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good answer. <laughs> yeah. And I want to talk about your typical day if it was a race day. So I know you said you have like a little nap beforehand, but yeah, your day if it was a race day, how you would prepare for that? How I'd prepare, obviously riding out, um, I'd go to the races, um, I'd get a racing post. Um, obviously I'd know what I'd, I'd be riding anyway but in a racing post you have all the form um, and I'll always like I'll write in the 
paper what's going to front run in the race and what's dropping out um you know where i'm drawn where the favorites drawn um so normally when you're kind of getting on your horse and going to post you already have an idea in your head how the race is going to run and where everybody's going to sit okay so we're just talking about them what i was going to go on to was how do you study for a race so aside from on the day getting the race in post do you do some studying the night before um yeah so we basically um we know kind of where we're going to be three days in advance so um i quickly say by 11 o'clock today obviously we've got no race at the moment but by 11 o'clock today i'd know where i'm gonna be um so i'd have a quick look at the horses i'm riding and where i'm drawn who i'm riding for um and kind of go from there really do you do other things to um prepare so i was gonna sort of say if i start with physically how do you physically prepare so you spoke about fitness before do you hmm. Do lots of workouts do you go for runs how do you get ready for racing um i think the thing is in the summer you don't really have to because you're riding every day and you're having lots of rides every day so you don't really have to worry too much about that because you're keeping your fitness up every day um whereas the winter obviously there's not as much racing um so you've got like oaksley house um or the peter sullivan house um, that a lot of jockeys would use to keep fit um i personally just do a lot of running um but i mean uh, i've tried everything but i don't think i think it's a different fitness um race riding is um you know like swimming is a different fitness and i think until you're doing it every day and racing every day you can't be fully fit um but it is good to go for a run and have a blowout do you have to have some sort of flexibility to you do you have to stretch certain muscles to keep kind of supple at all or is that not really part of it um yeah <laughs> yeah you probably would obviously before you kind of get um on the horse at at, at meeting um you know i do obviously try and have a little stretch and stretch my legs off but it'll be all of a five minute stretch um, <laughs> i'd be pretty pretty lazy about that you know and then you've got sylvester d'souza he can literally put his legs behind his ears <laughs> So the only reason I wanted was because I'm a trained dancer as well, so I get really tight hamstrings, but I'm just used to stretching before I ride, so I just wondered if you guys did it, but that's interesting. So you just say maybe like a little quick stretch before? Or, yeah. yeah, yeah, it would be a good, yeah, just a quick one. <laughs> and then like mentally preparing for a race, do you do anything like, I don't know, pamper yourself a couple of days before, just things to help you relax? I mean, being a girl, like wash your hair? Get your hair done <laughs> <laughs> no not at all no i mean um obviously if you have a light weight um if you have a certain weight to make then you would eat differently or wouldn't kind of eat at all like you'd miss dinner or something or have to have a little sweat uh sweat um but no, I mean, you know, there's no um, washing hair or anything like that or pampering. That's not on the priority list. No. <laughs> no. So when, you, when it's like a race day, you're just talking about food, do you have to sort of prepare, you know, snacks for the day to keep you going, like nuts and proteins and things? Um, we're actually, we're very lucky. We're very spoiled at the um, meetings at the race day. There is food, drinks, everything we need. Um, and the majority of the time, if there's anything we really want, we ask for it. We, you know, we, we get it. So. 
What's the best ride you've seen from someone else? Oh, okay. So this is really difficult because um, I think there's so many good rides out there that I've seen. I think like, um, you know, Jamie Spencer, when you watch him ride, he's very good at holding horses up and coming from the back. Um, so I couldn't pick one specifically, but um, I really, obviously I was very young, so I wouldn't have seen it at the time, but um, uh, Frankie's Magnificent Seven, I just think um, he was like a man possessed. Um, and I think when a jockey gets on a roll like that, you, you can't, you know, they can't do anything wrong. You have a split second to choose the right gaps and what manoeuvres you want to make. And he, everything fell right for him that day. Um, you know, to get seven is unreal. To get two in a day, but to get seven is, um, yeah, you know, that's, that's top class, that is. Well, my next question was someone you admire in the sport. So I suppose that would link in. Yeah, obviously, no, there's a lot of people I admire for um, different reasons. Um, um, yeah, obviously when I was um, a kid growing up um, as a little girl, I looked up, obviously Frankie was one of them, but uh, I looked up to the likes of Hayley Turner and Kathy Gannon. Um, and the fact that I'm competing against them is unreal because I never thought I'd be here. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, Frankie, Ryan Moore, I just think, you know, they, everybody's got something different about them. If you could tell your past self, who is growing up, what advice would you give her? Um, probably don't think it's so easy. <laughs> um, but I've learned that as I've gone along. Um, yeah, I mean, just be thick skin, really. Um, it, is a, it is a tough job. And um, there is a lot of people out there that do want to see you fail, but there's also a lot of people that do want to see you get on well. Um, but you've also got to learn and take constructive criticism. Tying perfectly into my next question, I was going to say, because it is such a tough sport, how do you stay focused? And then, you know, if you get those thoughts of wanting to give up, how do you push past those and keep going? Um, I think the thing is, it is like um, like a roller coaster, and your emotions are constantly up and down. You know, you can have a bad, a very, very bad day, and the next day can be brilliant. It's just, uh, it's just weird, you know. Um, and I think the thing is, if you have had a bad day, is to go home and learn from it. Um, whereas before, when I first started riding, I used to beat myself up about it a lot, and just, you know go into the next day being negative but I think you know by the time you've watched all your replays and learn you can move on um and just think tomorrow is going to be another day um and it's going to be a better day but um you know everybody's in the same boat all of us are and um yeah it's tough just think you you can't take it to heart so um yeah yeah, yeah no definitely definitely agree when you watch your replays do you take notes like on paper do you write that down or do you just watch it and then put it to bed, prepare for the next day. Yeah, yeah I just watch it and put it to bed. And I think um, the likes of if you've been beaten a head or a neck, um, that's always something that you could have done differently because it's within a stride. Um, whether you've gone too soon whether, or whether you've gone too late, I think um, those are things that you've got to learn, learn from. But um, yeah, we're all learning still. Mm. What is your experience being a woman in racing? Um, personally, my experience has been fine. 
Um, I've enjoyed every minute of it. I loved it. Um, it is a bit of a rough and ready sport, um, whether you're male or female, um, or if you're even stable staff or a trainer, it is tough. But the rewards, you know, they, they are special when it does work out well. Um, you know, at the end of the day, you're working with animals. Um, I have obviously experienced a little bit of sexism, but that was when I was first starting off. I had, um, uh, I'd been on a horse for five days, dropped off on it, and the day of the race day came and the horse didn't run didn't know why and it was because the owner had found out that it was a female jockey was on it and um obviously didn't want to use any but that was the one and only time um and obviously like it's nice you know when you're going out in the crowd sometimes like oh it's a female jockey wow um i used to get a lot of that whereas now it's not it wouldn't be a big deal because there is so many of us about um and it is increasing if there was like a, a young girl who wants to become a jockey but was worried about sexism in the industry, what advice would you give them in your own a personal experience? Um, there's not too much advice I can give them because I don't think there is. Mm. Uh, I think probably back 10 years ago, there was probably sexism, but I haven't experienced it for years. So I couldn't really, you know, I if they felt uncomfortable, I'd try and explain that there isn't any, um, you know, it's, it's just tough anyway. If there's a lot of young lads that don't make it, um, you know, it's not just girls. So have there been any recent changes towards women in the sport or is it now by, by what you're saying, I assume it's kind of all kind of good now, but are there any other changes that have happened recently or. Uh, just that there's a lot more of us. Obviously, the changing rooms have got bigger, which is nicer. Um, you, you know, no, um, I think I think I said it about five years ago. Um, there's going to be a lot more female jockeys, and give it another probably ten years. We're not even ten years, I'd say. Now we're going to be fifty-fifty boys and girls. Um, mm. It's taken us a while to get there, but we're definitely on the way. What is your favourite thing about racing, the whole sport in general? Um, my favourite thing is, I always think, um, well, for me personally, when I was a kid, I got into racing because of the love of horses. Um, and I always think that's the same for the boys and the girls and the stable staff at home when they're looking after their horses, um, they're doing that because it's pure love. And when they see their horse win, um, whether it's a big race or a little race, um, seeing their emotion and their hard work, um, it's paid off for them, you know, and it, you, you know it, they're with the horses every single day. Um, we're on them for five minutes, if that. Um, so, yeah, it's rewarding to see that side of it as well. And you've got horses of your own as well, haven't you? Um, I, well, my mum has, yeah. She's oh. got about uh, 20, so she's in Devon and I'm in Newmarket. So um, every time I go home, it's not really a break. She's always dragging me out on one of the horses. <laughs> So would you, I mean, I suppose you haven't got time now, but when you do have time, would you get a horse of your own? Oh, definitely. Yeah, I will, for sure. Um, I do. I love racing, but um, I miss the show jumping and the dressage and the cross country. I do miss that a lot. Um, so, yeah, normally when I do go home, I do manage to steal one of mum's horses and do a bit of jumping. Um, but it, 
it's um I always I'm a bit rusty because it's a different type of riding again as well I'm riding long I'm not used to it but um yeah I definitely will bit of fun get a couple probably so does your mum have eventers then yeah she does yes yeah, she does obviously she's got a livery yard she taught me to ride and she teaches king, uh, kids to ride but um yeah she's got some a few like a few little eventers that she goes out the weekends and has a bit of fun on oh wow nice so is, yeah. uh, is show jumping your favorite discipline aside from all the others um yeah i do i love show jumping um i didn't like the dressage I didn't like the dressage and I do love the cross country, but mum always said you had to do the groundwork and the slow work before you go jumping. So, um, yeah, I did. I did enjoy show jumping. Would you ever become a trainer in the future? No, <laughs> no. no, I don't. I have so much respect for trainers because um, they have a lot of patience to do it. Um, and it's you know it's very hard um yeah i think i'd i enjoy uh i'd enjoy helping out maybe being a trainer's assistant or head lad or head last that's something like that but um i think there's a lot of pressure on trainers a lot um and especially nowadays with the racing and the horses getting a lot better um you know it's yeah i don't think i'd have the patience for it <laughs> But when you retire then, have you got any ideas of what you'd like to do? Perhaps TV or then just assisting? Um, not really, no. I've, the thing is, I've always had a plan. I've always known what I wanted. Um, so no, I think I, you know, I'm not far off 30. Um, so, I mean, I would, I, I, I don't know. I probably need to sit down and think about what I want, I want to do next. <laughs> <laughs> Take each day as it comes. And what, exactly. bring, what I wanted to ask you was when you're at the races, I suppose you're so focused on the day, but when you've got cameras and people wanting to interview you, how do you sort, cause I suppose you're, you're wanting to stay focused on the races. How do you then kind of um, have the calm within you to talk to the cameras and the interviewers? I think it kind of comes with the job. Um, when I had my first few interviews, when I was an apprentice, I was, terrible i was just like wow that's amazing and so i um i actually went and got some social media training um at the racing school and i felt like i've learned a lot from that um but i do think the more interviews you do the better it is um and it's quite hard as well um if you've just ridden a, a winner to come in and your blood's pumping and the adrenaline's going through you so you just don't want to say anything too stupid so you've just got to take a breather and calm down um but yeah i think uh, it's it's funny because um it's kind of expected it's a part of the job so you've um you just got to get used to it, i suppose that's cool that they they teach you that at the racing school so is there like a separate module i suppose that you can go into to work on i don't know talking to camera and stuff yeah that's correct yeah so um it's like literally a day course um i actually done one when i was an apprentice so that's just comes free with the course and then i decided to go back uh, a few months later and do another one and it was just one-on-one -on -one camera stuffed in my face um but yeah no they're really good when you're doing stuff through the racing school what is that like like what what else do they offer because i know obviously with the riding but you said there's a lot more to it than just riding um they do literally everything um 
at the racing school, maths, English, the whole lot, um, which is good because I'm terrible at maths as well. Um, but no, and they do this, the side of bloodstock, um, they do babies, like the whole lot there. Um, but it's, um, you know, like I said, it's different riding, which it took me, um, I'd say a good year to get used to riding with my irons up and riding short and balance. Um, and, you know, with a dressage horse and a show jump horse, you're taught to kind of hold them together. Whereas if you do that with a race horse, it wants to go faster. So you've got to learn to relax and settle them. When you have your stirrups right up, how how high is it? Because obviously I suppose it's not right to the top, but is it like in between right your your feet right up and then normal riding? I'd probably be a bit shorter. So like um jockeys still ride different lengths, but I'd say um my knees would almost kind of be touching on the top of the saddle. Uh -huh. Um, not to lean on the saddle. Um, but yeah, it's all to do with balance and um I don't know, I'm not very intelligent, but to do with like, weight and balance and stuff, so to help the horse. I suppose you have to have a really strong call to hold yourself in place when your irons are right up for balance, would you say that? Yeah, uh, probably, I don't know, it's a, I think it's, yeah, I suppose when I first started doing it, um, my legs definitely got very tired, and mm -hmm. like my first ride when I got off, my legs were like jelly, I couldn't walk. Um, but I think it's just different strengths. Um, so if I'd ride long now, even like cantering or doing show jumping, I'll be like absolutely knackered and my legs will be aching the next day. So it's just different muscles. Yeah. And with like styles of riding, you know, you can either be, um, I was going to try and do it then, but I'm sat on a chair. Um, <laughs> like a bit more up or you're closer to the saddle. Would you not want to be more streamlined and closer to the saddle to go faster? Or is it just about your own personal preference of where you find comfortable? Yeah, I think basically they teach you at the racing school to sit like a martini glass. Oh. So you think these are your arms. It's really, you've got to imagine it. You've got to draw it out like a martini glass. You've got your back straight. Um, but that's the basics. And then I think from there, you do create your own style and ride how you're comfortable. So they yeah. teach you all of that. That's interesting, because now I can see it like a martini glass. It makes sense. Yeah, so that's the aim. But obviously, we're all different shapes and sizes, so we're not all going to look the same. And when you're in like jockey school, are you always riding short or does it vary sometimes? Um, it does vary, obviously, when you're in the indoor arena and walking and trotting, you'll ride long. But as soon as you're um, ready to canter, they like to teach you pull your irons up um, yeah, and get balanced. Um, but obviously, you, you know, you're perched right above the horse. Um, so, yeah, it's definitely finding that balance and how you're comfortable. This might be a stupid question, but is every young person that goes through the jockey school have they had previous riding experience? Or do you get some people that just really want to be a jockey, they don't know where to start, so they just join? Yeah, a lot of them, um, a lot of them that I was on the course with, um, they'd never sat on a horse. Um, it's mad, it's interesting. I think, uh, you know, a lot of the male jockeys, if you spoke to them as well, probably didn't start riding until they were like 16, 17, because they were sat watching racing at home or having a gamble as a kid. And they're like, oh, I want to do that. Um, 
but I think sometimes that's the best way to learn although although they're not like completely natural um, they're just learning from scratch and they haven't got any bad habits um, so they're just taught to put your irons up straight away and you know learn learn where your balance point is um, but yeah a lot of a lot of the lads race riding now would have wouldn't have been riding very long Wow, I didn't know that. I always assumed that perhaps, like yourself, you know, had horses at home, started young. That's really interesting. Yeah. What's the yeah. first thing you're taught, if you can remember, the first thing you're taught when you go to the jockey school? Uh, the first thing I remember was um, you've got to hold your reins in a bridge. Yeah. So in both hands and bridge it over the whole time. Whereas, obviously... Uh, show jumping and dressage you don't you complete so um and that was the first thing I was like oh how are you going to steer the horse and how are you going to get control um but you know the horses like having your hands pinned to their necks um and the same is as well if they buck that bridge is going to stop you from going over their head um but yeah that was probably one of the first things I was like oh I don't know if I like this but I'm used to it now now if mum's like oh, you've got to ride with a single hand. I can't do it. <laughs> have you ever been, well, I'm sure you have, been taken off on a horse when you can't stop? Yes, it's <laughs> scary, yeah. Um, I have, um, actually, a couple times. I think there's di a difference with a horse um, being keen and kind of um, trying to go faster than you want. There's a difference because you know you can stop them if you wanted to. Um, whereas... If a horse decides it's going to bolt and you've got absolutely nothing, you are just a passenger and you have to just sit and suffer until they stop. Um, and they can run a bit blind, can't they? They can end up in rails or hedges and stuff, which, you know, it's not very nice. Some horses don't have that self-preservation. Um, you know, I'd say you ask any jockey, it's probably happened to them. How do you stop then when they do that? I know you said you're a passenger, but... Do you have to turn them into something to stop them? Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, ideally you want to be turning them, but um, I think if they've decided to go and they're completely gone, you have to almost wait for them to get at, like tired and stop themselves um, and break their stride. Um, I have seen a few jockeys bail out, which I would not have a bottle for. <laughs> I mean, that takes a lot of bottle to bail out, bail out of a horse going 45 miles per hour. So, um, yeah, I don't think I'd want to do that. I think I'd just have to sit and suffer and see what happens. Before I go and ride out, I just want to have, like, a good knowledge of what I'm doing, because the chances are I'm probably going to be on something that doesn't stop. <laughs> so... Yeah, it, it doesn't happen. It doesn't happen that very often. I think the horses, they're in training every single day and they're going up the gallops every single day. So if they do run off, they know where the end is and they they are going to pull up um, most of the time. They know the routine. But yeah, I mean, look, it very rarely happens. I think we've all got run off with, but most of the time they do stop for you at the end. And am I right in saying to stop them, you put your weight backwards slightly yeah you kind of just uh, yeah they call it the swing swinging um yeah obviously um it's not all about brute strength um but yeah you just got to try and play with their mouth a bit um take a pull and i mean i think the thing is you know how to ride 
so you'd be you'd be all right you'd pick it up you'd pick it up soon enough it would just be riding short that's the bit you probably struggle struggle with to start off with yeah because i mean it sounds ridiculous but i've got quite big from dancing quite big calf muscles and leg muscles so i get really bad cramp when i jump i put my stirrups up the cramp i get is just <laughs> unreal and then i have to really stretch yeah Oh yeah, I don't even have to be a dancer. <laughs> What's funny is my mum always taught me to bridge my reins. I didn't know why, but she's always taught me. Oh. What race would you like to win, which you haven't already? This is, I get asked this all, all the time. Um, and it'd probably be the Derby. Um, I think it is, you know, it's one of the, it's at Epsom, it's one of the trickiest tracks to ride and if you get a horse that handles it it's it's good fun um and obviously it's one of the biggest races out there like one of the world, uh, most known uh, how many people have how many females have competed in it actually i think Haley probably has i'd have to go back and have a look but yeah i think it would be the derby for sure so what's your goals then for this year would you say um Every year I kind of want to get um, more winners than the last year before. Um, so yeah, obviously just ride as many winners as I can. Um, obviously it would be nice to be back riding in listed races and group races. Um, but yeah, just I think uh, most jockeys' goals are as many winners as you can in the year sort of thing. Do you plan this out with your agent before the season starts, your goals, what you want to do and stuff? Yeah, um, so normally we kind of sit down or have a phone call like this and um, yeah, so we'll just go for like what trainers we're going to aim for for the summer and who we want to ride out for, um, who will use us um, and give us the best opportunities and chances and go from there really. And lastly, ones to follow for the season coming up? Um, okay, I thought Ray Dawson. Mm -hmm. Um, would be one to watch. He absolutely flied. Obviously, if was flying, he's had an injury. He's out on injury at the moment, but he'll be back soon enough. Um, and obviously, he is—he's getting support from everywhere, but a lot from Roger Varian. He's in there riding out. Uh, David Egan—he's just had a very big winner. Um, He's—I think he's—he's he's with Roger Varian as well. So he's going to fly this year. This would be a big year. It should be. Holly Doyle who's already flying and has been for the last however many years. Um, so she's definitely one. I'd love to see her be champion jockey, for sure. She really deserves it. And Mark Crean, he's just moved to George Bowie's um, in Newmarket. And I think his, like, seven from, his seven wins from ten rides or something ridiculous, his last few rides. So, um, and obviously he's, he claims as well. So I think he'll he'll fly this summer. How exciting. And actually, this is just a question that I want to ask. How do you personally keep up with all the racing that's happening? Like, do you have, do you have like, to watch it all the time or do you just get the results up? Um, say, um, if I'm at home and I'm not racing myself, I'll try and watch it. Um, on the, in the winter on the all weather, it's mainly like the same horses running kind of most most weeks um so you know most of them um but yeah in the turf season when there's like free meetings on a day i'll um 
and I can't keep up with it, I'll either try and watch the replays or I'll just look at the Racing Post results later on. I just wondered because, you know, if you're busy riding and you've got to travel to all these places, how do you keep up with everything? But then I guess with technology now, you can just get up on your phone. Exactly, yeah. And they have all like the they have all the replays and everything. So um, yeah, you can more or less keep up with it all. Fantastic. Well, you'll be pleased to know that is all my questions. Well, thank you very much. I really enjoyed that. That's all right. Thank you so much. It's been really great. Cool. Thank you very much. Take care. And you. Bye. Star Sports are the proud sponsors of the English Greyhound Derby. All part of our commitment to the sport from the home of Greyhound Racing Betting. BeGambleAware.org. Over 18 only.